0: When's your mom leaving? I'm getting rid of her for two whole months. I'm the
1: babysitter. What? TV rots your brains. She died in her sleep. Now, Christina Applegate and her brother. Rock and roll! Spend a summer with no rules. Throw the lawn today and don't forget to do the dishes, okay? The dishes are done, man. Don't tell mom. The babysitter's dead.
0: Ah! Rated PG 13. Sneak previews Saturday night. Scott and Todd, time. December 7th, 2023, very special episode tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we've been talking about this one for a hot minute, and we're very excited to bring it back to you, it's BroPod with Scott and Todd rewatchables here, um, and this is something that you and I have tried in the past. One time we did a rewatchables with Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom.
1: One time.
0: And although you'll. Good evening, you'll Scott. N- good evening. Although you How almost. Are you? Well, although you almost I'm gonna, never. I'm going to interrupt
1: your preamble. <laughs> oh,
0: okay. Go ahead.
1: How are you? Juicy. I'm good.
0: Juicy. Yes. Great.
1: What are you drinking there? Is that OJ?
0: It's Diet Mountain Fanta. OJ. Oh, no, I don't Diet know. It looks
1: fucking orange. Now it looks like. Now it looks like piss. DMD yeah, Mountain Dew. It's DMD.
0: That's all you had to add.
1: I mean, I just thought we'd do a little check-in before we jump into the movie, but it's going to be a long one, right. I think. So let's go.
0: I know. That's why I wanted to hop right into it. I'm going to edit all this out now. You fucked up. Just kidding. All right, Todd has two Diet Cokes for this one tonight. Two cans of Diet Coke.
1: Two canner, motherfucker.
0: Now, if you've ever listened to this podcast before, you know that Todd drinking two cans of Diet Coke is not that big of a deal. However, he just rarely has two cans of soda for any podcast. So he's locked in. Anyway, as I was saying, for some reason, Todd interrupted me mid-thought. We did this with Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, and I'm not going to lie to you. And as I was saying, I rarely admit this. Todd would rarely admit this as well in this podcast. We kind of didn't do a good job. It wasn't a good rewatchables.
1: I don't know about we. Looking
0: back, looking back, the preparation wasn't up to par. But for this one, again, I don't know how it's going to end up. We haven't even started recording or talking about it. But I will tell you that I am super prepped, super pumped. It's going to be a good one. Tonight we're doing a rewatchables for the 1991 classic, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Um, why, why are you looking so confused? What is happening?
1: <laughs> Nothing. I One of my things, I'm doing a little math, so I wanted
0: to... Oh, well, then that's why you look so confused. That's all you needed to say. Todd doing math. <laughs> Surprised I mean, do it's you want I to I get into exploring. my
1: math? It's, it's about yeah, sure. the movie. Uh, okay. Yeah, I mean... Well, let's, we can let's get into the movie a little bit, and I'll I'll, <clears throat> I'll, I'll let me, tell you what my math was.
0: <laughs> let me continue my now multiple times interrupted preamble and preface, I mean, and then you can add a little as well. So don't remind the, the big viewers.
1: Visitors. I'll give the listeners and the viewers a hint. It's about Conchetta Tomei, who is uh, the actress who plays the mom. Okay, I think that's how you pronounce her name. It's an Italian name. If you had to know, use a calculator to Italian, do but...
0: anything about her age, I'm going to be not surprised, but very disappointed because I feel like that's what you're doing right now.
1: Yeah, it was definitely better. Oh no, my age.
0: god, you're so stupid! Take an age, subtract thirty-two. I assume is what you're trying to figure out. And yeah, yeah I well, I didn't know how
1: many how many years had been since the movie came out. I had to look up when the movie aired. Why don't you tell him oh, when the movie aired? The movie we're I already doing did, is don't tell but of course mommy. you weren't paying attention. The I already said dead. all of
0: this. The nineteen ninety one film. I say for the second there you go. time. Don't Summon the Babysitter's Dead, filmed in 1990. We'll get into the details of when the script was originally written and how long it took to make it to production. But back up one more step. The reason we're doing this movie specifically, and perhaps hopefully more movies of the future, is this was one of those flicks. You were in your early teens. I was preteen. This was one of those movies that was on HBO constantly for a period of time and we were lucky enough to grow up with HBO throughout most of our childhood. And so during the summers and even the weekends, we watched a lot of HBO and we watched a lot of movies. And therefore this was one of those quote rewatchable movies where even though we'd seen it five, 10, 40 times, it's on, we're watching it again. We're watching, don't tell mom. So that's why we're so both so excited about this. We know it very well. And now we're going to talk about it ad nauseum with a lot of details. Did, I learned so, a lot of stuff in the research for this movie. Me too, for
1: sure. Um, any sort of things off the top about the movie generally that stood out to you? I Or do you want to review your watching experience? I watched it with my elder daughter. Um, and she actually enjoyed it. It Longer than I remember. It's an hour, 42 hour 40. minutes.
0: Yeah, hour 40. Um, I will say that... <clears throat> I watched it by myself, I couldn't convince the wife to watch it, and I kind of watched it in chunks too, but you couldn't I not
1: convince your not yet two year old <laughs> to watch it after. I definitely
0: couldn't convince my daughter to watch no, she was asleep pretty much every time that I was watching it. I watched it in about three different segments but i and and, and we we could talk about this later as well, but I feel oh, like my the, wife
1: was disappointed that I watched it without her. <laughs> she like, oh I really, that movie I was like you were asleep well, that's when good you to hear.
0: It, which, that's good to well that's odd to hear but that's good to hear that she that she actually enjoyed the film but she's of the right age I think but um in terms of the the length yeah definitely long for a comedy most comedies clock in that 85 to 90 minute most comedies of this type the new R-rated comedies from the last 10 or 15 years can run 2 hours like old school and stuff like that but the new R-rated
1: comedies yes Comedies of this type, rated comedies around the time that this came out and even before fair,
0: but they were different. They were famously famously because they had tits. The
1: Hughes Hughesian set. Oh,
0: sure, those two. I thought you meant like porkies and
1: well, yeah, that too, whatever. Um, that was pre this, but yes,
0: yes, it was. But I, I think the buildup of the story to for this movie took longer than I remember. Like, I was 15 minutes in, and spoiler alert, the babysitter was still alive. And I was like, I thought she was dead like four minutes into the movie she was out. But there was just a lot of like character build and stuff. And so I at one point I checked and it was like an hour five. And she was just kind of starting the job. And I was like, man, they're going to wrap all of this up in the next 35 minutes. And of course they do. But yeah, so it it didn't seem long. It sped through in my What
1: opinion. an hour five. Oh, it was an no, hour five the into the movie. Sorry, Sue Ellen.
0: Not the baby. Yeah, Sue Ellen. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, you job. were talking about the babysitter, and then you said she's just. I switched just wrapping, just doing her job. So yeah, it, a little confusing. The babysitter does not Fair. last an hour into the movie. No, she's dead quick. She, she's she lasts a little while, but it's not. It's I don't know, ten minutes maybe. Yeah. 10, Fifteen. It's,
0: it's a short. It's a short time frame. Um, but yeah, I mean it was. Well, let's 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 dive more into your experience. Yeah, so you're,
1: we don't. I don't need to hear your general thoughts. I just. I know you don't stood out. But. How was not
0: going to? So your elder daughter enjoyed the film.
1: Yeah, I think she liked it. She was at first. She, I mean, some of the things when we get into the categories, there are a couple things that I can uh, use her as a reference. Okay, but uh,
0: I'll be curious to hear that, what that might be. But that's fair. Well, you know, and this is one of my just general facts, and this is a good time to point it out. This, this was written by two people. One of the screenwriters was 18 when he wrote this film. Did you get that part? That That's crazy. That's crazy, though. Just per- period, that there'd be an 18-year-old screenwriter yeah, in Hollywood. of course. But they, yeah, they say that that really helped give that kind of teenage perspective, which obviously most of the leads in this movie are teens or preteens. Um, so you really need that kind of input and insight and uh that helped as a screen now because it was co-written i have no idea you know that that could mean one person's an idea person the other person's just yeah i mean it, it could out. be
1: like a a big situation know. where there's a kid running the company but not actually doing anything sure you know what i mean like just playing who wrote it could just be yeah. like their uncle or their dad's friend was a screenwriter and they're like hey what do you think about this tommy and they're like well i think it would be better if this happened
0: I that's get the impression it was he was more of a participant than that, but <laughs>
1: I, I'm, even, I'm not trying to discredit. Do you remember the writer's name? I'm sure he had an amazing contribution. I hope that's true.
0: I don't remember his name, but I do have the IMDb up, and I should be able to look it up pretty quickly. But yeah, I did look up this person, and they they went on to do.
1: They wrote other, other things.
0: Other things. It wasn't like uh, Neil Landau. Is it
1: Neil Landau or yeah. Tara Ison?
0: No, Neil Landau. Again, didn't do a lot of other things. Eh,
1: that was his. I would say that was his best known work. Looking, I think at it was too. Been.
0: I think it was too. He wrote some. Uh, you do know Melrose Place. He wrote 28 episodes of Undressed, a classic MTV series from my college years. Um,
1: what, what is the premise of that? Is it what the title sounds like?
0: Undressed is basically people in their late teens, early 20s, living in a college dorm type setting, Get naked. Hooking up, baby. But yeah, it looks like his first writing credit was an episode of Doogie Howser, which is pretty awesome. And then the next year he wrote, again, he had the writing credit for Don't Tell Mom, The Babysitter's Dead. But just cool that they'd have somebody so young that it would be a, a contributor. How much money do flick. you think
1: he's earned in his career from this movie?
0: From this movie?
1: Yeah, I mean, this. I... this must be the bulk of his income, I would assume. I mean residuals or whatever. As Maybe, the writer
0: know. yeah. As the writer of this film, he was probably paid somewhere between a hundred and fifty, two hundred thousand dollars would be my guess. And then but I don't know how many points he's getting on the back end. I'm sure he's made more than that in residuals over time. But it's not gonna sustain you for I mean, this was thirty years ago. You can't live off this film. Y-
1: yeah, but I mean I'm looking at his career. I don't know.
0: Again, you can be a screenwriter and do other things that aren't on IMDb.
1: Yeah, that's true. And I think that's how a Probably lot of... writing it. a lot of commercials, working for ad yeah. agency or something. who knows?
0: Yeah, any any of that, and all of that, honestly. Um,
1: Sorry, I don't mean to cast dispersions on uh, Dear deer It Neil. sounds like you are. It's a great just movie. A WGA... So good job on the script.
0: Scabbed is what Todd is, apparently. just. Right.
1: Nah, 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 nah.
0: Knocking him. By the way, since we're talking money... Uh, again, this movie came out in 1991, $10 million budget, so it was a true film. Um, I think I you know, know what
1: they spent most of that money on.
0: Uh, possibly. Um, made $25 million in the box office, <clears throat> but has subsequently made an untold sum of money.
1: $3 in billion. Dollars. And HBO <laughs>
0: residuals and all that sort of stuff, so... That that's not really tracked. At least the websites that I could find didn't track that sort of information. But um, twenty five million in the box. I mean, that's a success. If you're a studio, you can you can um, input ten million into a movie, maybe two or three million in marketing. You're basically doubling up. That's how you sustain yourself as a as a studio. So good for them. But this
1: is this is really a long tail movie. It's not it's not not the box yeah. office that made no. it the cult classic.
0: No. It is not. In anyone fact,
1: that anyone that might be listening this podcast out of interest is not because they saw it in the theater, or I would I would assume, again, considering it's <laughs> whatever thirty two years know, old.
0: That's one of the things that I thought about. Like, I, first of all, I don't think this movie would be made today. Um, it's just not. I again, mean, I
1: it, it would be on Netflix, no problem.
0: <clears throat> sure, because they put a lot of shit on Netflix, but um, it's just yeah, it wouldn't be I mean, released. I'm, in two, 2,500 theaters is my point. Because it's not that no. R-rated comedy. It's not... It's, no, I, I mean,
1: I don't I don't think any comedy is getting released into the theaters these days.
0: No, of course there. Are. Judd Apatow, people like that are... I mean, I don't know Maybe. what his last movie was, but are still released I think even,
1: even like one of his bigger movies, like um, Knocked Up or... Knocked uh, Up, 40-Year-Old Virgin. Yeah, I think those would have a hard time getting a theatrical release these days. They're just not making... But I'm saying I mean, they might are get more a release, likely. but not a wide screen release, just because it's the movie theater. So you're the saying only in the shithole,
0: only comic book so, movies and Tom Cruise. Pretty much. I
1: mean, those are reviews. the things that, uh, unless it's like an indie movie, A24 right. puts it out. Like maybe he has a deal with them. I don't know. Or he has A24 puts out
0: sure. good shit. Yeah. Anyway, regardless, my point is, this movie would not be released today. In 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 theaters, like I was saying, Um, it's just it was just a different time, I guess. Yeah, I don't don't think that's I don't
1: think that's a a knock on its quality though. I mean, maybe whatever. No, thirty. It's not thirty years old. So it's
0: thirty years old exactly. Um, Do you want to talk about Raj? Good old Raj. What his review was? Did you did you research that at
1: all? I don't give a shit what his review is. But yeah, let's talk about it.
0: I mean, there's not much to say. Two stars um, out of five, or is out that of a five. thumbs. No, it's okay. It's I, the website I went to. I thought it actually gave it a thumbs up, but I, I it was very confusing. Anyway, two stars. Wait, it was Cisco
1: still alive for this? Did Cisco? Oh yeah. it as well
0: in '91. Yeah, but I, I didn't know when he fucking died. I didn't look up the Cisco review. Um, the odd thing was it was a really positive review, like he. He gave a lot of parallels to, you know, other teen movies. He mentioned John Hughes. We'll talk about that later, about the connection that John Hughes had to this film, but, um, it was actually a pretty positive review. He just said it was only two stars because it just didn't have, I don't know. I guess it was missing the production value or, you know, the star power. Although certainly the, the lead of this film was a pretty monster star at the time. Um, but yeah, it was just just two stars, but yet a somewhat positive take overall from old Raj. Which was good to see. I was not expecting that. I figured he would have shit canned this movie.
1: Oh, I so I just did a quick uh Google search of this. This Siskel uh put it as his one of his worst movies of nineteen ninety one. See so, there you go. Fuck you, dude. Yeah. That's why I don't give a shit what they think about movies because I've never cared what movie reviewers reviews think about movies. are terrible. Yeah, it's uh, I feel like is more of a like a downer up uppity asshole than yeah. Ebert is.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, that is true. They both were. They both had their time. That's for sure. Um but yeah, so just, you know, it's just again, let's before we get to the categories, obviously, let's still dive in a little.
1: This oh, came sorry, out uh, just to just yeah. to, one Liz. more on this. Um, this comment says, in Siskel and defense, I didn't I didn't watch the whole thing. It says, the film's message and how the film portrays the adult world of men and women had rubbed them the wrong way. This was because they felt this title message and take on the adult world of men and women movie came off it was going to negatively impact society with the film. How the for- film portrays kids, adults, adult life and babysitters, it has it could have given them a bad reputation in the future thanks to this movie. Well, that's interesting.
0: I mean, I guess.
1: <laughs> Basically, they're saying this is a poor societal message um, about the world. I mean, I'd say maybe it's more realistic. Not not the uh, <laughs> wait, having wait, a wait. dead babysitter. I'm thinking more the relationship part of Swellen and uh, Gus or the non-relationship.
0: I mean, sure, but and we'll talk about this a lot later as well. Like Gus was he, he was a slime ball from the second he was he hit the screen. So the yeah. fact that he's like kind of a lurch and a, a predator almost.
1: A lurch, you mean?
0: Whatever, is not like it's not like he's portrayed as the hero. He's in that no. anti category the whole time.
1: So yeah, I think, I think they're clutching message. their pearls a little on that. If, if that's true, again, I didn't watch it. You can watch it on YouTube.
0: I don't care to. Watch Dear it. listener, yeah, yeah. Look up the <laughs> Siskel and Ebert review from 1991. No, worst
1: of 1991. It's it's oh, one of worst the four. Of
0: oh. Wow, one of the. I figured there was a top ten, at least one of four.
1: Well, according to the key moments, and I, again, I didn't watch the whole video. I just googled it. Gotcha. There's a. The Return to the Blue Lagoon, the Babysitter's Dead is how they reference it in the clip. Nothing okay. but trouble, and the Quickening. Mm. Nothing but trouble, I believe, is a Demi Moore film. It looks like.
0: Nothing but trouble is terrible. That's got uh, Dan Aykroyd. I you've you've probably seen that too. That's another one that was right in that wheelhouse. <clears throat> that I saw. It's really bad. It's just uh, possible, weird. Sure. It's a weird. It's. We're not going to do that on this show because it's not rewatchable. But it is bad, definitely bad. Um, <clears throat> so what else? What else do, do we want to do in the? In no, the
1: that's that's here? enough. Let's get into it. That's enough preamble.
0: Right to the categories. Okay, sure.
1: I mean, we start... I can Tell you, I can tell you my math thing if you want.
0: Okay. Yeah. Let's. Let's. <laughs> so
1: as I'm watching this, they in let's the very the beginning they. Equation. They say something that uh, the mom is thirty-seven. I looked at it and I said thirty-seven. No, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> and uh, Wh- she was when do they say that when they filmed it? Uh, I don't know, sp- but I just I noted it. It's got to be in the first. It's the first thing I wrote down. I think so. It's got to be in the first. Interesting. Ten minutes. Okay. It, it must be like Sue Ellen's lying around and the mom says, "Well, when when you're thirty-seven, you can go." Blah, 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 blah. Oh. Okay. Something like that, I believe, is the context. I did not write down more than I put mom, 37. <laughs> what the fuck, basically? Because yeah. I was like, mm, I don't think so.
0: Yeah, she does not look nor play nor anything like a 37-year-old, that's for sure.
1: It's weird. We're both men of a her... Also, Sue Ellen's 18, so what What are we saying here about the mom? She's 17, but yeah. <laughs> or 17, um, whatever.
0: <laughs> also, we're we're both men of a certain age. I still, watching this movie, when I saw that character, I was like, yeah. She's definitely much older than I am. And now what you just said, in reality, she was a year older than I was when this was filmed. <laughs> yeah. So I, that's think weird even how, younger. I
1: mean, I've, I've heard other podcasts talk about this, how people used to look, look a lot older. Like, if you asked me how old was she actually, I would have said, like, early 50s.
0: Yeah. Maybe late maybe late 40s.
1: Maybe. Well, I mean, she's mid-40s, but yeah.
0: Well, famously, um, when uh, was it Sanford and Son when that was being filmed? The guy who played Fred Sanford was, like, 52 or 48 or something. Like, he looked like he was 90. No. <laughs> and he was, well, like, your all gray age, gray hair basically.
1: and balding.
0: Yeah, yeah, of course. Of course. Um, but, yeah, I mean, when you, when you go back to the 70s and 80s. Is his name
1: Red stuff. Fox? Is that his name? Red Fox, yeah. Sorry. You
0: got that right. Is that his name? That sounds weird. Yeah, no, that's right. Red Fox. It does sound weird. It's a weird name. But that is his name. Okay, let's jump into it, Todd. We start... As our uh, influence for this podcast always does, with the most rewatchable scene, and don't come on the babysitter's dead.
1: Oh, is that what we're starting with?
0: Yeah, we're doing this in order. Did you want to start oh, okay. somewhere else? We can start wherever you want. No, no,
1: that's fine. And what re- did you? Or do you want me to go first? Or do you want? To-
0: no, I'll go first. We can we can bounce back and forth. I don't know how many you have. I have like eight. Um, but the first one I have is. <laughs> When you you have eight most rewatchable scenes? I have eight most rewatchable I,
1: scenes. I, I picked one as the most, since it's oh. superlative.
0: Oh, shit. <laughs> well, then why don't you, there's a you, billion you do your scene? Here. Yeah, you do your scene, and then I'll see if it's so one eight. I, I,
1: I don't know if it's the most rewatch. It It is for me, just because it it holds some sort of a nostalgic, Memory. emotional power to me. Yeah. Is the, uh, the scene in the toy store when they're bouncing around on the- oh <laughs> the bouncy balls.
0: <laughs> I intentionally left that one scene out. This could only happen to
1: true. me or whatever that song is it's playing. uh Sue Ellen famously or Christina Applegate terrible at bouncing on the ball. yes,
0: but the there's worst.
1: there's a real you can you get some chemistry vibes between them. For it looks sure. like they're actually having fun. Todd, that's um, the whole
0: reason that that scenes in the movie is to show no the shit Scott, Ellen, I'm telling Ellen,
1: you that's yeah. why it's my favorite or oh, the mo- okay. not my favorite the most rewatchable scene <laughs> for me. There's also somebody I, I don't know his name. There's a character actor who plays an employee at the toy store in the background, and I was trying to think really? what I would know him from. But he's oh, he's been on sitcoms. He plays like a a dad or principal and something else, probably. See the one that eventually tells him to things. stop.
0: Like, does he have a line, or he's literally just in the background?
1: Uh, I don't know know if he has a line. I recognize him visually. I'll see if I can find it. But oh,
0: okay. Don't do that during the show because.
1: What you no, you're to, good. Go ahead. You sure. tell me what your most rewatchable. All right, my scenes.
0: scenes um, are, yeah, these, some these, of them give me some. These are in order. Um, when they first realize they're they're driving to the store and they realize the money is gone, the envelopes empty. And Christine Applegate driving um, a station wagon just pulls a complete U turn on a busy California road, <laughs> and then guns it back to the to the room where they raid the room, and there's a good overhead shot where they're just tearing the room apart, like this old woman would have hidden all this money. I should have immediately realized, oh, it's probably on her, and now it's with her body somewhere. That was just mostly the U-turn, but that whole 90 seconds is pretty awesome. Um, possibly, if I had to pick one to, like, be the leader of my pack, her fir- when she first arrives at G.A.W. and meets Carolyn, the receptionist, just how she walks off the elevator and she's clearly, like, you know, a fish out of water... It's just and Carolyn's just all frazzled and and well this is one of my favorite lines as well which we'll get to later when she tells her where to take the resume on a different floor, personnel. Personnel. Yes, I have that as one of my not to bury the lead, but um, I think that's 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 just a great scene Um, when she first learns about petty cash and they play Give Me Some Money the Spinal Tap cover which I found in my research and she's like yeah I saw that too whoa she's like slowly flipping through all these bills. And closes it like, you know, Pandora's box, and then opens it back up because she knows she needs money for groceries and stuff. Um, <clears throat> that was a great one. the 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 lunch date with Gus, classic Gus. The whole way through, everything he says, <laughs> I, is just yeah. peppered I, with sexual. He comes, he
1: comes into play from other categories. Oh, he's for me, he's down yeah.
0: here. He's he's yeah. He's he's a multiple time award winner on my list here. Um, the scene where. They're eating breakfast. She's now a few days into the job. She's now taking the petty cash lockbox home. And all the kids are just taking money out of it. And Walter takes what has to Classic. be between 1500 dollars and two grand. Just takes <laughs> a giant chunk of money. I just that just cracks me up every single time. Um, Rose, her boss, panicking about GAW closing. You're just telling me she's just
1: listing all the scenes of the, I'm the not movie. listing all
0: the scenes. And then she drops the M&Ms on the floor. She picks them up. She's stuffing them in her mouth. Just a classic overreaction to losing one client yeah, in the that, business.
1: That, now that the fact that she ate them off the floor seems extra gross it's, to me. It's pretty gross.
0: It's pretty gross. Um, <clears throat> And then I have uh, Kenny and and Sue L yelling at each other about like adult shit. Like they're, they're at home and.
1: Maybe if you went, took me out yeah. to dinner once in a while, that yeah, that that that, <laughs> that actually that would be my sec. That would be my number two scene I for most rewatchable. It's just
0: fantastic. Um And then, even though it probably isn't that rewatchable, but like the fashion show. I mean, it's kind of the culmination of the film.
1: Oh Jesus! Just, no. The whole thing—it's super awkward. If
0: you're if you're into awkwardness and like cringe moments, then especially with the mom coming out and just doing. stuff super mom, like Karen-type mom things. I felt like that had to be on the list as well.
1: That is so. not a rewatchable scene. That scene, yes, very It's cringe. cringy,
0: if you're, which clearly you're not. I think it. my
1: daughter might have said that during that scene. This is so like she cringe. turned away. Yeah, I can't watch, <laughs>
0: yeah. which is fine. That's funny. Okay, um, what is age the best, Todd? I struggle with this, uh, as I mentioned to
1: you. Let's see, what is age the best was... When she breaks down in that performance that you were just mentioning, yes. that seems like some, a realistic <laughs> depiction of what would actually happen to a 17-year-old, just like... Like, I can't the, do this uh, anymore? ...the shareholders meeting in the fashion show, and she's like, I can't handle this. I'm only 17. That seems actually like one of the more realistic parts of the movie where she's that's supposed to be a kid and freaks out.
0: Yeah. No, I thought that was pretty... That's, that, 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 that's a good call. Again, I struggle with this. I, I kind of forced two into this category. I had two of what age the best. I said pizza places with arcade, with like video games. Early on, like very early on when they're just hanging out and she's trying to figure out what she's going to do for money. Or maybe she just gotten the job, I guess. And they went to the pizza place and they're all playing video games and just eating pizza. Um, those are still around. I wish <laughs> there were more of them. That's age the best for you. That's age the best, yeah. Because it's, yeah. it's still classic. Um, and then and you could argue this could be what's age the worst. I put smoking in the office, like oh, yeah. Sue Ellen Absolutely. and Carolyn are just smoking <laughs> constantly throughout. I mean, this
1: movie. this movie is a great time, like a uh, time capsule of shit yes. that happened that does not happen anymore.
0: Yes, a hundred percent. I mean, that's so. some
1: of my age of the worst stuff. Should we? Okay. Should we? Yeah, jump let's into let's that? hop into age of the worst again. So I struggle a with a few the age things. Of yeah, a few things. Uh, the hi fi system that uh, what's his name orders Walter. Walter Walter. orders. Yeah. You know, like you said, he grabs a wad of what looks like like $2,500. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's like a 17 inch TV, uh, 4,000 components and like cabinetry. (laughs) It's like like Skrillex Studio. It's, yeah, it's
0: it's insane (laughs) how many pieces are are in that system. That Um, was pretty funny.
1: When Sue Ellen starts again, Rose is showing around. She's like, here's your computer. There's your mouse. She points out the mouse because a mouse is a relatively new thing <laughs> that people aren't used to using. Yeah. Ooh, a mouse. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. That is I'm funny. sure people are like, what the fuck's a mouse? Yeah. Um, And just Gus in general, his whole character, mm-hmm. I don't think is aged it's particularly well. Again, like <laughs> such a creep. Yeah. Because he's
0: a <laughs> creep. That's fair. Um, I thought the most obvious thing, and I actually wrote this down before I even started watching the movie, of what age the worst is the fucking fashion. The point of the movie oh, is yeah. fashion, and the fashion. My is daughter
1: was like, "Those terrible. outfits look terrible.
0: <laughs> Horrendous. They they barely made it a few years beyond when this movie came out before it's like, yo, it had a it had a real like jams feel to it. The color palette that she was using. In the final fashion show. Yeah. Um, and just put, like
1: the moves that they make when they're modeling. Yeah, they're spinning. and like, ins- Yeah, no shaking one their models. ass. <laughs> the
0: Boy Scout, also, like, ooh.
1: on on this, they're they're making uniforms, presumably for school boards, but all the uniforms they have are like employee yeah. uniforms. There's like a nurse. That's, I have that coming up. A hot dog thing or something else. That, maybe have, that should I, be in the picking knits. But.
0: It, I have that coming up in picking knits. We'll, we'll dive into that in a, little, a little bit um also it's the worst the mom's hats the hats that the mom wears Uh,
1: she's only in a couple scenes but her hats are terrible i think that the hats in her return for where did she go like
0: she went to australia or something oh australia Australia. yeah she could have gotten that on a walkabout i guess but it's still terrible they did not age well um i said i actually said petty cash like i don't think petty cash is still a thing people just have corporate cards so
1: yeah probably just yeah. expense it yeah just yeah
0: just not a thing anymore That's true
1: i i remember some of my earlier first jobs had petty cash yeah but they, they may still exist for people that are um, for jobs that have more kind of hourly workers like they're not going to get like for bigger bigger corporate jobs you get a credit card or whatever they can give you but a company like, card but like
0: i i guess but like think about it the the main per the real main purpose. I mean, she used it to put this whole fashion show together. But the real main purpose is to order food. Nowadays, no,
1: she used it to buy a, a hi-fi system. No, her I. Well, no, I know and a lot sisters. of. She
0: used it for a lot of things, and her 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 siblings <laughs> use it for even more. But I think nowadays you just do DoorDash or Uber Eats or again use a credit card. Yeah. Just expensive. Yeah. Yeah. It's just,
1: but that's not the last have. five years. Even that's not even like a, all
0: right. It's still aged the worst. We're not doing this okay. podcast five years ago. We're Fair enough. <laughs> um, and then two technology things that I had was before he got the new hi-fi system, the TV remote was like a fucking brick. It was <laughs> this thick. I mean, it was like three inches thick. Yeah. And like four. It and was, it had
1: like two buttons. It had like yeah, power had, and channel right. up and down. Maybe. It reminded maybe me of our volume. clicker
0: from like the early '80s. When we lived in Green Gate. <laughs> What was we an actual clicker? Or, tethered. Yeah, it to actually a cord. clicked. Exactly. It had a button um, for
1: each channel.
0: Yes. And then the, the fax machine. The fax machine was its own character in this film, and people just don't use fax machines.
1: I, I feel like that's, but that's about how fax machines in their existence 100%, 100%. work, Technology 100%. Technology has not really improved there.
0: <laughs> I know that, but it's just no one uses them anymore. Like, I'm, I'm not sure if your daughter would have known what a fax machine was. If that wasn't, yeah, she set. may not have. She was. She may. Have I mean, like, I mean I she got it? the point that some machine wasn't working, but yeah, of course. Of course.
1: N- if I asked her what a fax machine is, I'm sure she'd have no idea what that is. She'd be oh, like, right, I, "I, mean, she doesn't really use email, so no." I mean, they if, message everything's texting nowadays. It yeah, but, it's all a message. Yeah.
0: right. Okay, let's move on. Casting what ifs. These shocked me. I'm sure you read some of this, so
1: yeah. So I'll I'll do. Go ahead. A couple for Sue Ellen. Um, yeah. We had Winona Ryder and Justine Bateman were possibles for Sue Ellen. Yep. Yep. Winona Ryder, no way. Completely different movie if Winona Ryder is Sue Ellen. Justine Bateman, maybe. I mean, yeah. it's funny because she hasn't really acted since this era. So, like, sure. if I'm thinking about her coming off of Family Ties, like, she had a similar vibe, but not quite as, like...
0: Which is... By the way, which is why I think she was the one that was actually she was selected. I think they even did some pre-production, and then she left, which is what opened the door for Christina Applegate. But
1: gotcha, Justine she Bateman doesn't quite have the like happy vibe that she doesn't. Justine Bateman's a little more. And, also, Winona, they're they're not like as perky as Christina Applegate well, is.
0: Winona, this would have been
1: or right after
0: Beetlejuice, Edward Scissorhands. So, like you, when you think of Winona, Winona Ryder, you're thinking of like a goth kid. Yeah. Like, it Robert, wouldn't have worked at Robert all. Robert
1: Smith from The Cure.
0: <laughs> Not that, exactly. Not that she can't be, I mean, she's a she's an actress. She can change her persona, but yeah. that's what people would think. Justine and Bateman. Heather's, like,
1: all those movies, she was, yeah, like.
0: just the, yeah, the, the weird, you, know, you know. the dark. The weirder The, the kid. dark,
1: pale girl.
0: But then Justine Bateman was just a year or two re- removed from Family Ties, where she was the older sister, but she felt to that's me like an even. I know, I know, but she felt to me like an even older sister. So to try to play a seventeen-year-old who's like yeah. hanging out with friends,
1: I don't. I guess towards the end of Family Ties, she probably felt more like
0: yeah, she was like in her twenties, 20s. 20s almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that just wouldn't... which I'm
1: sure, or I'm pretty sure, Christine Applegate is probably around the same age. But she was twenty.
0: She was twenty when they filmed this.
1: She she reads young, younger. Yeah, than, she definitely like, does. She, she doesn't look completely out of place as seventeen. You believe
0: seventeen? Seventeen is very believable.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, I saw that Jennifer Love Hewitt was potentially cast as Melissa. Yeah. They kind of looked the same to me. I was like if you it told me worked that was Jennifer fine. Love Hewitt I would be like no one, All one knew right. who she was.
0: No one knew who JLo <laughs> was at that point in time. That would have been fine. No, but she could uh, she couldn't do it because she was in con, under contract with
1: with um, Kids Incorporated or yeah, something. Yeah, Kids Incorporated,
0: <laughs> which is fucking hilarious. I just love the like behind the scenes shit that goes on that allows people to take roles or not doesn't I mean
1: allow to take roles. she 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 got all these people, like these are big names. And then I don't know if you saw this for one, sure. Edward Furlong, the kid from yeah. Terminator Two as Kenny. Yep. I, that also feels weird, but he's only the kid from Terminator Two to me. Like I don't have his career other did not impressions do, of him.
0: Yeah, his career <laughs> did not go the way that. Wait, was it for Kenny or was it for?
1: I'm pretty sure it was for Kenny. I thought that's it what was I read. For that's Zach. what I wrote down.
0: Okay, I thought it was for Zach. Which is like the middle. Broken. I'm pretty
1: sure it's for Kenny. If it were for Zach, that feels that would have like made more match. sense casting yeah, that makes wise. more sense
0: age wise too. Um, I did see that note, but I didn't. I didn't write down who it was because I assumed it was Zach. It's fine. It doesn't matter. Um,
1: <clears throat> yeah, it doesn't. He wasn't cast. No, he would have been. Wasn't. Yeah. And Zach, we we noted in a previous episode of our podcast that he he died young. But yeah, not not too long after this was filmed, I think.
0: Drug overdose, which, by the way, I'll just I bring that he up now. He died in two
1: thousand, so ten years. But after still, this was, but...
0: yeah, nine, yeah, ten years after it was filmed. Um, but um, yeah, one of the notes that I had is that they almost like he almost shut down production, and he did slow down production because at that age he was abusing drugs. He was like thirteen. And he was already using drugs. So for him to die nine years later in his early 20s, unfortunately, RIP was not a big surprise. Um, Just one of those sad stories of Hollywood, these young actors getting into things they shouldn't be getting into. By the way, the the Jennifer Love Hewitt role went to um, Danielle Harris, who, if you're a horror film fanatic, she was in Halloween 4 and Halloween 5. She's been a lot of stuff since yeah. then, too, but at that same Yeah, age. I saw
1: she actually has more credits than most of these siblings.
0: Well, yeah, she didn't go on to be a huge them. star, but she uh, she's had a successful acting career, for sure. Did you want to talk about the directors as well? Did you have that? Oh, that's, a that's all I had for
1: it. casting What If. Oh, okay. They don't usually I'll... cast the directors, but go for I it.
0: I understand that, but it's, it's interesting. These names that all turn down the the chance to direct this. John Landis, John Hughes, Amy Heckerling. That one really surprised me. Chris Columbus. Amy Heckerling did, um, uh, didn't she do, um, fucking the show that I was on Gilmore girls. Isn't that Amy Heckerling? Or am I thinking of somebody it's not else
1: the creator? No, that's Sherman Palladino or something Ooh, like that. I Amy Sherman. I don't know.
0: Amy Heckerling, American filmmaker, Clueless, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. She did a Look Who's Talking. Movie. Sounds like she would have been Thanks. a good fit. Yeah, Clueless. Clueless is the one I was thinking of. Not uh, not whatever the hell I said. But anyway, um, Amy Heckerling, where was I? Chris Columbus, Joel Schumacher. They all turned down the the chance to direct this. John Hughes is the biggest name on that list. The
1: chance to direct this. I mean, again. Well, they it, were, it was
0: all offered to them, and they said no. Yeah, John yeah. Hughes only said no because he didn't write it, which he always – he didn't exclusively oh, that do that sense. but usually most of his films he both wrote and directed and some he just wrote of course but
1: anyway. so the director was Stephen Herrick who directed uh Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure
0: Yeah they got a guy that was like okay who are you
1: <laughs> Mr. Holland's Opus those those are the most notable things those are the in two his two names
0: Yeah Stephen Herrick way to go bro Anyway okay so that's casting what ifs <clears throat> let's move on. Oh,
1: also the mighty ducks. There's some other, he did a fair number of films in here.
0: He's got some success. That's what Todd's saying. Yeah. Um, Best that guy, Todd. I'm so interested me, to see what you're going to say for this one.
1: The best that guy for me is, um. well, there are a couple couple. I wasn't exactly sure what this was. Cause there's like this, and then um, the um,
0: the Dion Waiters award.
1: Shit. Dion Waiters. I wasn't quite sure what <laughs> yeah. the difference between those two were.
0: Best that guy is just a guy who you're like, what else do I know that guy from? And the Dion Waiters is also a small part, but just comes in and steal, like steals scenes, but is a very okay. small role. Well,
1: I'll, I will, you tell me okay. who yours was, because I will change my Dion Waiters award.
0: So my best that guy. Oh, no. Oh, sorry.
1: Sure, go ahead. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'll flip them. I'll say the best of that guy was the babysitter. She was actually a really good actress. Like she was very convincing in her role. She okay. was, you know, very, very brief, but she didn't seem like she's she was convincing as the the grandmother, but also kind of the like bitchy taskmaster to me.
0: It definitely wasn't a throwaway. That's for sure. Like she, uh, she came in and, and did what she needed to. And Mrs. I didn't Storak, do Played yeah. By
1: Ida Rice-Marin. Ida Rice-Marin,
0: Marin, born in 1913. She died seven years after this film was made. Um, but yeah, she had she had a pretty prolific... I mean, she had 82 credits And uh, I Sorry, who
1: did you have for best that guy?
0: I had John Getz, a.k.a. Gus. Again, big role, hmm. but I feel like... And, and then I, I looked at his IMDb page. He has like 180 credits. He was a soap actor turned movie actor um, including movies such as blood simple the fly and men at work which is definitely where i know him from the mm-hmm. famous emilio estevez charlie sheen flick um and then so he he did I movies like he has
1: a very 80s 90s look 100 hair that weird it's his like, hair
0: it's flop. his hair <laughs> yes he's got the flop and then after 2000 he did a bunch of like single episode tv appearances but He's still, like, he, he's getting it done. He's that guy. The guy you've seen nice. from something else. So, okay. Um, all right, next up, there's no debate here. Best performance by a pet. Uh, Bud. As, Elvis. <laughs> as Elvis, the Cardigan Welsh Corgi. I mean, the dog smokes pot, plays a pivotal role, has several, like, moments where he reacts <laughs> yeah. or, like, hides. I didn't, I didn't look this away. up, but
1: I assume there are multiple... Corgis that played Elvis, but maybe not.
0: I did look it up. Well, and I'm I'm sorry, I didn't look it up. I, well, I was I was watching the credits today, actually, and there were three dog trainers, but only it only listed one dog. So yeah, I think it was, in go. fact, Bud, Bud the dog, who played Elvis in the movie. So okay. Next up, the overacting award. This could have gone a number of entire cast. This could have, been, <laughs> this could have been nearly the, the entire cast.
1: So. I brr, drum roll, please. I gave the award to yes. uh, David Duchovny uh, oh, okay. as uh, okay. Carolyn's boyfriend. <laughs> he has few roles, but I think he's actually a good actor. But he's so bad in this movie; <laughs> he's just like he's trying a to please
0: ball, <laughs> or trying to. Play he's trying a to keep up anyway. with
1: Carolyn, uh, who I mean, spoiler alert: she's coming up later in my list. Um sure but I think she's definitely one of the. Uh, the the bright spots of this movie, but okay. yeah, David Duchovny's like just a, like you said, sleazeball doofus. So
0: here, he, here were my. I didn't nominees. want to give it to the
1: kids because I feel like it's too okay. easy to give it to the kids. Like it is. I, I a lot I of them are under twelve or whatever, so like they're they're gonna no, be a I, little hammy. By the way,
0: I thought I thought they all did a good job. I mean, some were a little hammier than others, but yeah, I thought here here were my nominees. This was a tough one for me. But here were my nominees for the Overacting Award. It could have been John Getz as Gus because every scene he's fucking hamming it up. Yeah, but
1: th- th- that I think that fits his character better. I'm just going to talk through this. I know him, it you, does. Yeah, yeah. That's
0: fine. It could have been Duchovny. Duchovny was on my list. It could have been uh, the receptionist for sure because everything is over the top that she says.
1: Yeah, I feel like that. I, I like her performance, though. <laughs> like, it's a great role. Like she does a great job.
0: Yeah. <laughs> She she played it perfectly. She
1: she like you are, you are completely convinced that she is a colossal bitch who is just yes. like, I mean, feels it, it slighted says as that. she should. <laughs>
0: yeah, and it's that's literally the description given to her by um by what's her name the main the the main female by by Rose oh by Rose Rose I says say she Rose
1: a would be on my list of overacting. Rose is
0: definitely on the list. <laughs> She would be my um, number
1: two on this. <laughs>
0: Franklin is on that list. Everything he says is a little like I, I feel like he's really hamming up his role. I, low on the list, but on the he list. He did a and lot then, with
1: his his few lines though. And
0: then here's here's an interesting
1: one. Oh Every so, well, single, he's so great with the staff.
0: He's so great with the staff. Every single one of Kenny's friends could have gotten this award as well. Yeah, that's fair. Because they're all over the top <laughs> stoners just real and some, get, when we get down to my favorite lines there's a couple that come from that crew um but even though i know you're going to disagree with this cuz you already said so i put over i i put john getz as gus as the overacting i said everything yeah, he does I, is over the top I, I every get scene it. i mean and every scene almost every scene is, that he's this in this
1: is not is, a uh, this is not the I, know. Um, I i understand james lipton uh <laughs> yeah. nominated inside film inside the like, actor's studio i understand we're not we're not going into but, Thespian 101. But again,
0: I this. I had the note that every scene he is in early in the movie, in the first half, immediately bad jazz starts playing
1: in the background. Like,
0: they're just <laughs> really presenting him in a way. Yeah, maybe
1: the, maybe the soundtrack should be part of the most could over, be. Worst overacting, worst overacting. There's, some, there's some real bad <laughs> soundtrack choices. There is. Getting back okay. to, like, the fashion show and shit.
0: Oh, for sure. All right. What, Dion the, Waiters what, Award. The, yeah, go ahead.
1: Kenny's friend that, like, does the ice sculpture and uh, yes. is his sort of main good looking friend. He he definitely sure. was one of the over actors. I don't I don't recognize him from this cast because I'm sure it's a more recent picture, but
0: I think I think that I think yeah. the character you're thinking of is Lizard. His yeah, name is Cliss Claridge. Chris Claridge. And you don't know him from anything else. This is basically he was in Uncle Buck, the T V show. <laughs> For one episode, and he weeks. was on three episodes of Ferris Bueller, the TV show. I don't even see him so, on
1: this thing that I'm looking at.
0: Yeah, I'm on the IMDb. I'm pretty sure that was Lizard. Again, yeah, all of Kenny's friends right. were like, Hellhound, Lizard, Skull. Like,
1: so. Yeah, I see Hellhound. He Who looks knows? about the same. Um, it also says that Tyra yeah. Banks was in this movie. I, I do not recall her. She must have been like what? one of the friends in the background or something. That's like on the Google like cast. That can't possibly list. be. She's true. listed. I, I can't verify the accuracy of that.
0: Half-ass internet research. You're you're skipping categories, Todd. There's no way that's right. Okay. <clears throat> Dion Waiters Award. Let me explain real quickly what that is. I don't need to give the whole background on who Dion Waiters is. But again, as I mentioned earlier, the Dion Waiters Award is for someone who has a very small part and just comes in and cooks. Like give, give, him, give him some utensils, put him in the kitchen. Let yeah, yeah. Cook. Just for a couple heat minutes, or a couple scenes. Yeah, heat check, yeah. I mean,
1: I have to give this so award have? to Carolyn. She's my heat check.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's tough. So the thing that you always she's hear, one
1: of my favorite characters in the
0: movie, for sure, hundred percent. The thing you always hear that Bill Simmons talk about when he does his rewatchables is that certain people, if they have too big of a role, they don't qualify for this award. I think Carolyn has a pretty large role in this movie. So again, yeah, we'll let she's it slide only in
1: like five or six scenes.
0: She is. You're right. It's not that much, but um, – and then when I tell you mine, you're gonna be like, well, it's, he, he was in the same amount. I, I put Duchovny. You mentioned it earlier. Duchovny oh, is just
1: – He's so bad, though.
0: <laughs> he's so bad, but it's every line. You know exactly the character is going for. And again, this is pre-X-Files Duchovny. Like I'm not going to say no one knew who David Duchovny was, but no one knew who David Duchovny was. This is a very small role for him. Five years later, he was the biggest TV star in the world, but at this point, he was just a schlub – with the slick back hair, again the clothes. We mentioned the clothes and what age the worst. His clothes fit terribly. I, I can't
1: put Duchovny as the heat check guy. I'm trying to think okay, I'm, trying, let I'm me, looking at the cast to see if there's anybody else. Maybe yeah. Well, uh, let me give you another one. Kathy Henderson. Let me give you another one.
0: Henderson. As, Who's Kathy Henderson?
1: She's the, oh, uh, the secretary That uh
0: the QED. That QED, helps QED reports. Out. Yeah,
1: the QED report. She I thought really about her
0: uh, but she doesn't yeah, she doesn't really it's not really that impactful. Um, let me give you another one. Okay. How about the clown dog manager, Mr. Egg? Think about it. Think about yeah, it. I, I very could see small that. role. If, if you're looking for a very is, small role. But he is over the top, like he's memorable. I mean, he could,
1: he could also win the overacting award. hundred
0: percent. He could win the overacting <laughs> award. And that's, that's another one that was in the running for me. I forgot to mention. Mr. A yeah. he definitely. I think over-acting.
1: he's actually worse than Duchovny as far as the overacting award. I forgot about him. Okay. We'll we'll switch the overacting award small to that. Part.
0: <laughs> it's a very small part. Okay. Um <clears throat> recasting couch. I had a couple interesting ones. I, I want to go first on this one. Let me know what you think about some of these. I think the role of Brian could have been, even at this point in time, because it was right before he kind of hit a big Brendan Fraser. Brent I could totally see Brendan yeah. Fraser in this role. I could for see sure. that. Maybe a little too tall, but otherwise little
1: school ties.
0: Yeah, yeah, right around the school ties time. Um, Leah Thompson, I could see as either potentially Sue Ellen, probably a little old for Sue Ellen. I could see Leah Thompson as Carolyn. You think? Think about it. Mm, Picture it.
1: She might be too young for that, though.
0: Too young for that?
1: I mean, think about it. Oh, sorry, Carolyn. I thought you were thinking. I was thinking. um, Not Rose. Not Rose. Rose. Carolyn rose yeah, yeah, yeah no the reception yeah no she could she could definitely do carolyn
0: i could see her doing that um and then the only other one that i had was uh john lariquette as gus i could totally see oh john yeah that's was, a good one <laughs> he would just slide right he he wouldn't even have to act he'd just be himself from What we know, of john So, I, was
1: uh, proud. I I had a hard time with this when the thing when you said uh brendan frazier i was thinking uh yeah. Robert Sean Leonard as uh Brian. Oh. Like if you think of uh oh, Captain My Captain, like he has that same kind of energy.
0: Sure. That's uh, not bad.
1: What's the name of Oh, Dead Poets Society. That's the name of that movie. Yeah, Dead Poets. Um that sort of like very boyish um sort of Yeah. Nice weird guy vibe he I, definitely I, it's has. It's weird.
0: That. I I think of Robert Sean Leonard as more like all of his all of his adult roles now, so it's hard for me to think back to Dead Poet Society. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. But There's several actors you from School it. Ties you can, you can or Dead Poet Society <laughs> for, from all those movies at that time that could have been could have played that role for
1: sure. Yeah, I mean, you could have like uh, Matt Damon as Brian.
0: Yeah, pre Matt Damon, who he is now, playing that role. You're, yeah,
1: pre anything.
0: Pre yeah, pre anything. That's exactly right.
1: Pre okay. uh, the movie he did with what's his face that's a good one <laughs> the one he, the, the the one they're famous for with the thing they started the wrote they wrote themselves what the fuck oh ben affleck called?
0: and matt damon um
1: yes oh my that god that movie
0: yeah that one not Deadpool.
1: their first like, movie what the
0: fuck was that movie
1: about these apples yeah, or whatever
0: right. yeah okay um all right now now we got some fun stuff half-ass internet research do you want to go first do you want me to go
1: I'm trying to look at the name of that movie.
0: Okay, I'm gonna go then. Half-ass internet research. This was this was my favorite. This is probably my favorite thing that I found out about this movie. The original script in 1987 was was, it was finished in 1987. It was actually entitled "The Real World." Oh yeah,
1: I saw that. That was nice. Because it didn't
0: get made until three years later, they had to change the name because by that point in time, "The Real (laughs) World," as we all know, at the very popular MTV show. Was season one was already over and it was unbelievably popular and they're like we can't name a movie that because people will think that the movie is the show and so they had to change the name due to the MTV show's popularity which I thought was amazing. Um, in 2010, there were talks of a remake of Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead, but 13 years later it has yet to happen. It's a tragedy. Yeah,
1: this, I um, feel like this is a hard movie to remake. Although, I yeah, I get don't to that later, but. Okay, um, hard I have two remake, more. Remake, sorry.
0: Christina Applegate gained 10 pounds to play this role um, and then had to lose the 10 pounds to go back to, to Mary with, with Children. Which is interesting. Like, I mean, look, I'm not one to speak about women's weight or appearance or whatever, but here we are. Um, like, If you think about her role as Kelly on Mary with Children versus her role in this movie you could kind of see that because in,
1: in Mary with children. And I think she looks better in this movie than she did as Kelly. I I, I agree. I agree. I think, but I wonder if they wanted her to be skinnier because it makes her look a little more like trashy. Yeah. Uh,
0: That's that's what I was going to say. That that show is very misogynistic. If you ever see Mary with children, I don't need to explain the show, but, and she was incredibly popular. This is what, I mean, Mary with children made her career because she was the eye candy of that show and um it, it is she
1: it's played like she played a trashy teenager yeah a slutty teenager. teenager
0: a dumb stupid slutty teenager and it's just like 10 pounds i mean again in marriage marriage children and don't tell mom the answer is that it's not like she's overweight at all i just think that yeah, made she, her i
1: think she looks better almost looks a normal like, weight like a normal person she looks healthy
0: she looks healthy yeah. with those 10 pounds so i just thought that was really interesting and again, at that age, she was around twenty at this point in time to do the ten pound fluctuation. I mean, it's not like um, what's his name and the Machinist, where he lost fifty pounds or whatever. Like, that's kind of a big deal for a kid to to gain that weight and then mm. lose it again ten pounds. Pa- because again, she probably only weighed I mean, gain, one hundred twenty five pounds. easier. Well, gaining's more fun. But uh, anyway, um, and donuts. then the last, yeah, the last. <laughs> There's always donut chat on the show. The last half-ass internet research. <laughs> Uh, an early script of the movie had a lot more scenes and details around the death of the babysitter. Like it was a much larger plot point to the point where towards the end of the movie, like they were still like trying to figure out how they're going to evade the cops. Like it was still, it wasn't just yes, an afterthought. That, that, 20 that comes minutes up in.
1: for me in another category.
0: Okay, fair enough. That's my. That's all my um, advice in our research. What'd you have?
1: The only, the, um, the only thing I'll add is... Uh, there were two long-haired wig, wigs custom-made for uh, Keith for Coogan's Kenny. Kenny. Yeah. Each wig cost $3,000. $3,000. by the same wig manufacturer that made custom toupees for his grandfather, Jackie Coogan, in the 1950s. I and couldn't believe. Cro-
0: three grand. Like, that's, yeah, that's 1% that's like of the budget.
1: Yeah, that's like 20 grand in today's <laughs> money. Yeah,
0: for sure. With inflation. Uh,
1: the cropped haircut that Kenny has at the end of the film during the fashion show is his real hair. Yes, which makes sense because his if, hair looks fucking by, terrible. <laughs>
0: by the yeah, as if you couldn't tell that wig is horrendous. It's really, really bad.
1: I mean, I never really thought about it to be honest, but uh.
0: And by the way, Keith Coogan, who played Kenny, uh, originally auditioned for the role of uh, the love interest, and um, Brian. Di- Brian, thank you. Didn't get it, so came back in with with his own wig, and played a yes, stoner rebel, that. and, some, and got that's some
1: half-assed internet research.
0: Yeah, two half-ass makes a whole lesson in research. Okay, um, Todd, go ahead.
1: Sorry, Apex Mountain. Yeah, Apex Mountain.
0: I got a couple. You want me go to go name
1: ahead. name? I so for me it was uh, so my my interpretation of this award is this is like the peak of their career. I mean that's what Apex Mountain is. Yep. So this is where they. It doesn't have to be best, because uh, of the film. Well-known. No, It doesn't have to be because of the film. It's
0: when they're at their peak. Yeah. I mean I
1: so I put Kenny for this. <laughs> like he's a central character. I don't I don't know him from anything else. I mean I know he's done some do. other work, but
0: you do, I know you do, and I'm looking now to see when the other movie is so it was the same year. So I'll say yes, I'll agree. Because the the other movie oh, I remember Toy from Soldiers. is Toy Soldiers. I remember his role in Toy Soldiers. It was short-haired Kenny and toy soldiers. His character's name was Snuffy, but um, but that was also '91. So you know what? I'm gonna agree with you. I didn't think about that. Yeah, I think
1: this is this is the the apex of his career. Hundred percent. I mean, he's still a working actor, but he's a great Kenny. Yeah, no, I'm not wishing. Who knows what else he's doing? Maybe he'll have his second act, but yeah, third act or whatever. For sure. Um, But yeah, I think this is sort of the top of his fame.
0: I, I'll, I'll go with that. I don't think you're wrong. Right. I hadn't even thought about him, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> Who are
1: you considering? Who, what are some other nominees? Potentially? Here are my
0: Apex Mountains. The first one is a question. Is this Christine Applegate Apex Mountain? It's several seasons no, into Married no with Children. Way. What do you mean no fucking way? It's several seasons into Married with Children, which I think was her she, Apex.
1: No. She's, Name she's two had that movies. Netflix show, Dead to Me. Okay. Has you like know four that. Seasons. She's. Still I happen popular. to know that
0: too. Okay, but is she at her, at the height of her popularity? You can't argue with me that high popularity eh. is anything beyond Married with Children. That made her I, career. I think
1: she's been more popular since that. Because mm. I don't, I don't think of her as the Married with Children person anymore. I th- I think of her sadly as the breast cancer person because she. As do I, I because that's very recent. But. Okay,
0: but you can't do recency bias. If you asked a hundred people. What what role do you know Christine Applegate from? Ninety of them are gonna say married with children. You're not one of them, that's fine. You didn't watch the show. It was on for ten years. There were two hundred and fifty nine episodes. And this was five years into or four years into that show.
1: Yeah. I think I you could make the debate.
0: A... It's a debate.
1: But I think she's whatever. she's lost that that I and um, I don't I don't disagree with. She's also an anchor man. I think I think a lot of people our age probably know her from Anchor Man. Okay. Or more. That's fair.
0: I think it would be an interesting conversation to have with other people that that know of her career. You're right. Anchorman was a big one. I'm not a huge Anchorman fan, but she did have a very large role in that. I think a couple, I think both of those films Or two. I would films.
1: say, yeah, like there's the, there's this, the Married with Children and, um, fuck, Don't Tell Mom, Babysitter's that. I yeah. just had a complete brain fart. Um, and then I would say she had some other stuff in between, but then like, Anchor Man and that dead to me stuff. Oh, she was also in that sitcom up all night with Will Arnett and Miles yes. Rudolph, which wasn't very long lived, but I think people like that
0: or all that popular 35 episodes again. It's just, it's like saying Michael Richards is known for anything but Seinfeld. It's maybe not that dramatic. I disagree.
1: But- I, I think Michael Richards, a hasn't really done anything else and is best known. Like Kramer is such an iconic character. This, this time when she was Kelly, and this like, it's it's more like,
0: um, Julie Louis Dreyfus, the no, second I was wave think with Veep.
1: I was yeah yeah almost that. Because Seinfeld's more popular like,
0: than Veep, but Veep was a very good show. And, and I think a lot of people,
1: show. I think people who didn't watch Seinfeld live probably know her more for Veep. Sure, like you know what I mean. So I do. there's a whole. She has a whole legion of fans that only know her as Selena Myers or whatever from Veep. They don't even, yeah. like they've probably seen, I'm sure they've seen Seinfeld, but they think of her more in that way because they love that character. And that's, she's the titular role and like the main yes. part of that. So correct. Correct. Yeah. I think that's a good comparison. Uh,
0: okay. Still, this is her apex. So yes,
1: I would not put her, at, I would not <laughs> say this is her apex mountain. I would. It's debatable. Long okay. story short. Yeah. Two other quick Kenny, ones. I think is a, a more clear Apex Mountain. It
0: is, but a much smaller character. Two other ones, real quick. Babysitter movies. Obviously, there's Babysitters Club. I don't know what else there is that I can think of. Adventures in babysitting.
1: Adventures in babysitting. What you meant? No, I meant a Babysitters, movie called Club, babysitter's but... Club.
0: No, I meant Adventures. I meant Adventures of Babysitting, which is uh, what's her name, Elizabeth Shue.
1: Yeah. So no, probably that's, not. Uh, what's her name? That's. Or is it Leah that, Thompson? No, it is Elizabeth Shue. I it's get confused Shue. with Leah Thompson.
0: I know. It happens. Um, so probably not, but I just wanted to they're put that out the same up. person a in my mind for some reason. They're definitely not.
1: I know they're not, but in my mind they are, <laughs> especially from that period.
0: Yeah. They, they had a similar, similar arc to their careers. Okay, so probably not for Babes and Moves.
1: I think Apex they, Mount- they look similar to me too.
0: Ooh. I don't agree with that either, but uh, that's fine. Um, the other Apex Mountain for Grunyon. Has to be right.
1: Oh yes. <laughs> what? What, what <laughs> very, else do you very know? Very sharp peak. <laughs> peak and fall. Uh, I just thought that was funny.
0: Okay, let's move on because sure I, did. I have several for a couple of these next categories. We gotta we gotta start zipping through them. Picking Knits. All right,
1: picking Knits. Do you want to go first, or do you want me to?
0: I'll go first because I'm sure I have more than you. Would this happen nowadays, where an unknown elderly woman? is brought over to babysit kids for, I don't know, two months' time. It seems like they didn't know who this woman is. Maybe they hired her through a service. Would any parent do that nowadays?
1: I don't think so. So this happened to us.
0: An unknown we were, person?
1: Yeah, some weird fucking Russian lady babysat us one time overnight. It wasn't months, but
0: I don't, remember I don't know if she was
1: Russian. She, I, I just remember she was really weird. We had to go to her house and then we came back to our house it was very strange it was probably like one night or two nights is is a very traumatic experience to me cuz
0: i'm glad i was younger cuz i don't recall that <laughs> at all we can talk about that out there okay um, picking knits. the mom
1: that's not really a knit. that's just more of it's a more question. of a i know it's an unanswerable unanswerable question, question maybe
0: <laughs> fine i some of these were they could have vacillated between both categories the mom when she leaves is dressed like she's going to a business meeting and she literally has a briefcase. She's on a, about to get on a flight to Australia.
1: She's yeah, wearing a
0: power suit with a briefcase. What the fuck is that all about?
1: <laughs> that made no sense to me
0: at all. Very annoying. Um, when Sue L is working at the clown dog and she's scrubbing the pans. Like, how can one person be that bad at scrubbing a pan? There's just grease and shit <laughs> flopping everywhere. That bothered me. Like, do it over 100%. the sink. Even though it's your first day. Come That's
1: on. not a nit. That's, I don't know. It bothers me, me. So, It bothers me. Yes, go ahead. So my, my picking nits were, yeah. how the fuck did they fix that, like, thinking that they could turn their trash heap of a house into that sparkling that place for the, for the uh, yep. investor summit or whatever. Like yeah. give me a fucking break that that's when you said, I I know what the budget went to, to me, they spent all the money, like either trashing that house or making it look good. I don't know which way they or filmed both. it, but like, yeah, for sure. For <laughs> Cause sure. It, it was not even close. Like the, the house was so dirty and gross looking and then it looks, yeah. you know, fantastic when, of course, when, the, when all the people come over, um, Another one, Sue Ellen basically knows how to do nothing, but is excels at her job. Like Rose loves her; she's doing a great job. It's like she literally doesn't know how to do anything. Like, how? What is she excelling at? Just going to meetings and being like, "I'm right on top of that." Rose. Um, yeah, th- especially
0: at th- the end, she's she's holding meetings. Going to be another all nighter. Uh, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing an all nighter? Yeah. at a fashion company. Also, a seventeen year old.
1: Yeah, uh, they're like she applies for the executive assistant and then they refer to her as an executive. Like in what world does that, do people think of the executive assistant as an executive? Like do I think, ref- uh, they Carolyn says, her as not, an executive? she's like, Carolyn says she comes in the oh. receptionist jobs and now and she's, now an, she's executive. an
0: executive. <laughs> yeah. Carolyn's just, she must
1: be. I was like, she's not, she's, she's an executive. An executive? <laughs> yeah. Also, she, she's the executive assistant, but she's basically redesigning the line. <laughs> like what the right. fuck? I mean...
0: <laughs> well, because Rose is letting her do it, you know. Who knows? I
1: know, but like, I assume, uh, what's his name, Harold is the designer? Yeah. As the token gay man in the movie? Yes, he is. And 90s trope that he would be a gay man as a fashion designer?
0: 100%. Um,
1: And then the last one, Brian never puts it together that his sister is talking about a girl named Sue Ellen who also happens to be the girl that he's dating. He can't figure so... this out. So... <laughs>
0: You mentioned that Josh Charles, the actor who played Brian, is from Baltimore. There's a scene where he's sitting in the lobby talking to his sister, wearing yes. an Orioles hat, by the way. Yeah. And yeah, she says an
1: Orioles hat several times.
0: Yeah. She says, Can I help you, Sue Ellen? You're right. At that point he should figure it out. And then he sees her walk into a room. He walks in she walks into Gus's office by accident. Like, I agree. Yeah have to put that together. You're telling me he didn't know the connection until he literally rolls up during guy. the fashion show. <laughs> In the fucking clown dog van, which I'm going to talk about in a minute as well, yeah, I agree, he's an idiot. Okay, Uh, I have several other picking nits. When they're when they're walking um, underneath the pier to watch the grunion, I don't know if you notice this. I don't think I ever noticed this. I've seen this movie 25 times. I noticed it today or yesterday, whatever. The clown dog van is on the beach in the background. (laughs) How is that even possible? Down on the beach, he's he's just just cruising over the dudes. I mean, okay, some places that's you can fine, drive but, on the
1: beach, but, but
0: what the? Fuck, maybe maybe
1: on. when it's in season, you can drive on the like,
0: beach. Like <laughs> park in the parking lot, like everybody else, and walk on the beach. You don't have to fucking pull the clown dog because they're playing in the sand for like hours, watching the sunset. Whatever. Okay, Kenny becoming a culinary chef just doesn't track for me. I know he's watching a lot of Julia Childs, and that's that's what you're Child. supposed to believe. Whatever you're yeah, supposed to believe he because he watches so much, he learns how to make, so much, how to make shit. But he's a he's a. Fucking stoner. He's always been a stoner. No way. He just. I, I mean, that, turns the that one, like that.
1: That I can do the suspension of disbelief for Kenny becoming a. I know a it's it's a good plot point, TV. but
0: I, it, it's a. Nit. Um, all of a sudden, all of again sticking sticking with Kenny, all of his stoner friends are just gonna help clean the house and paint the house. They're not just cleaning and, it, by the way. To your point, they're painting the fucking house.
1: <laughs> yeah, and building the fucking catwalk. Over building the, the pool.
0: Ca- yeah, the stage. They have this gigantic. And becoming sound ice system. sculpt, they're
1: all they're all immensely talented craftspeople. Just right. who happen and to this be is stoners. presumably like in seventy two hours they do all this. <laughs> I, I'm not yeah, buying it. Yeah, I was like, come on.
0: I mean, thankfully Rufus is helping out by bringing a paper that they could put on the porch. Like the dog <laughs> is doing his assistance, but that's about it. You mean Elvis? Uh, Elvis, sorry, I knew I knew Rufus didn't sound right when I said it. Okay. Um, the, the young, I forget her name now, Melissa early in the movie, she misses baseball tryouts, but then towards the end of the movie, she's playing in a game. How did that happen? Hmm. She missed the tryouts.
1: That's That's an excellent one.
0: And yet she, and she hits a home run, which did not, was not a home run, by the way. That's minor picking it. And then my last one is, um, how could anyone, Brian, in this case, be so dense? And I was just talking about this as to pull up while a fashion show is going on, and continue speaking into the loudspeaker. Yeah, there's
1: hundreds Suellen, of people there.
0: <laughs> there's hundreds. Like, I would immediately like park the car. And be like, what the fuck is going on? No, he drives <laughs> all the way up to the pool, where there's a perfect parking spot for him. Never realize what's going on. All right, so that's picking this. Um, could this be a Netflix show or? They do it different ways on different rewatchable podcasts. Could this be anything else but a movie? I don't think it could. This could definitely not be a 10-part show or 10-part Netflix series. I think this can only be a movie. And I, I agree. They talk, The talk of the remake, I don't see how you remake this.
1: Well, that was my first impression. Okay. Um, I said, no, it couldn't unless you had like a bottle episode of like visiting Gus or Brian or uh, Carolyn and David Duchovny like <laughs> just seeing what they're doing. However, yes, sure. <clears throat> and you mentioned this in one of the earlier script drafts. The babysitter's death was supposed to be a more elaborate storyline. The Crandall yeah. children were all suspects, and they had all they all had reasons to kill her. Although certain scenes were scaled down, elements of their motives remained in the final cut of the film. Walter having to do a book report, Melissa forced to wear a dress, and Zach losing losing Cynthia. So if that were if that were more emphasized, this could be a Netflix series, like a murder, like each episode is like going through one of them as like each character story. Like it could totally part. be like a six or a ten part show. Actually, I think that would be a great if they would remake it as a show. That's what they should do. Is like how that mm. who who killed the babysitter? <laughs> or okay, play it. like so- don't tell mom the babysitter's dead, and at least did she die of natural causes?
0: I don't know. Yeah, it's a mystery throughout the whole string of things. So it's like Lost, like they followed every character every time. So let me ask you this. Let's go back to an earlier category. If they were to remake it, let's re, Let's do the recasting couch. Who's Sue Ellen nowadays? Who is... Oh, good question.
1: I don't know We any don't have to do all the actresses. characters, but... Oh, I I know who would be Sue Ellen, I think. Who? Uh, Sydney Sweeney.
0: Sydney Sweeney. I knew you were going to say... <laughs> they talk about Sydney Sweeney a lot on... Some of the rewatchables I've listened to. Recently.
1: Well, she's blonde. She's youngish. She's probably like twenty five. But yeah, I don't, I don't know any actresses younger th- or actors younger than that.
0: Okay, who that would be might, the love? Like, interest? I don't. I don't know
1: many high school or, or twenty. I don't know how old Sydney Sweeney is. She's probably oh, like thirty. I think she's
0: like twenty. I don't think. Well, maybe. I. I have no idea. Who's the love interest? Who's Clown Dog? Timothy Chalamet.
1: Yeah, sure. <laughs> he's
0: playing Brian? Okay. Nah,
1: he's too famous. Maybe uh, <clears throat> what's the kid that played Spider-Man?
0: Tobey Maguire. Oh, the new the new Spider-Man.
1: Yeah, yeah. Tom yeah, Holland.
0: Uh, sure, we'll go with that.
1: Yeah, all uh, yeah, the other no, casting probably is British twenty-six. Um, okay. Th- I think both, I mean, if Sidney Sweeney and Tom Holland were in this, there'd be way more famous than any of the people. There'd be some heat. There'd be
0: some heat on it. That's for sure. Okay. Fair enough. I, the, I, you're right. I don't know. I don't know enough current actors to fill in any other roles, so we'll, we'll stop it there. But I actually think um, they
1: they would be decent right. things. I don't. I don't know who Kenny would be. I don't know who the modern stoner bro would be. Or yeah. comedic actor. Yeah, you know, I don't know any young comedic actors, honestly. because actors like period. we said, they don't really make comedies anymore, so it's hard to like. Right. Think of somebody. I'm. I'm sure they could find somebody unknown.
0: Well, of course. <laughs> That's the job of a casting director, is to find those talents. Okay, let's move on. Uh,
1: Sydney Sweeney was on the first season of White Lotus. I don't know if you saw that, but
0: I have not watched White Lotus yet. It's on my list. Um. Okay. Unanswerable questions. I'll go. I have several. Okay. You will not be surprised to hear. Um, and this, but my first one is what you already mentioned. How did the house? Well, it's kind of what you already mentioned. How did the house get so filthy so quick? Their mom left. There it, was, for like, it was
1: dirty when their mom was there though. I think it was true. Just the state of the house, but it
0: was fucking filthy when they flipped the mama Celeste pizza. Like there was shit everywhere. And that was again, just a couple of days into the babysitter being dead and everything. Um, why does Walter insist on dumping out cereal in order to get the prize as opposed to just digging his hand in like every other child of the 80s and 90s?
1: Fair. Nobody knows? I don't know. Maybe because his sister, <laughs> to feed them breakfast, dumps the whole box into a bowl and just pours milk in it.
0: True, but he did this before that scene took place. So, By the way, that's a classic. But she
1: may have done that in the past also. It's true. She may is have. The, is, how hard is it to pour it into three individual bowls?
0: it's not but she's got shit to do she it, it is a good visual gag i guess it is great yeah that should have been one of my one of my most rewatchable really scenes um how could i we already kind of talked about this how could the mom not mention the babysitter until like 10 minutes before she leaves for australia like all the kids are surprised
1: <laughs> yeah yeah sue That's ellen's
0: talking to her friends about how oh, it's going to be great my mom's gone for 2 months whatever um sue ellen mentions that she wants to get a job at a clothing store she ends up with the clown dog obviously why couldn't she get a job at the clothing store? Did she not apply? I don't know, they say at, that. Yeah, she's like, she's talking to her friend. She's like, "Yeah, I'll just get a job at a clothing store. It'll be easy."
1: No, I know. I know they said that, but did they never say like why she went
0: to Clown no. Dog instead? No, they didn't. She just the next. I mean, scene obviously, her, she
1: went to Clown Dog to meet Brian.
0: Uh, clearly not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just suddenly she. I was I think there. what you're
1: asking is why didn't she say, "I'll just get a job at a restaurant or something." Yeah, anything. Any you don't high go schooler from the, can get that.
0: <laughs> yeah, you don't go from all work retail to all work at the clown dog. That just doesn't make I sense. I mean,
1: I think they're comparable skill level jobs.
0: True, but someone like Sue Ellen seems just like
1: interest. Yeah, she interest doesn't want to. Clearly, she clearly, work she's at the not the dog. person to. She, yeah, she worked there one scrub day. Scrub the what? fat vats at Clown Dog.
0: Why do various websites have her character named Swell? when clearly her character's name was Sue Ellen. Did you notice that when you were looking at this? Well, up? they
1: call her Swell in the... I know, but... I think it's it's actually in the fashion, like in uh, Franklin's studio, it says Swell on like a whiteboard or something. I think that was just a, a nickname of her, Swell.
0: Yeah, but when Rose introduces her, he's like, the person who put all this together, together Sue Ellen. Like, he's, like she says her name. Yes, it's
1: her nickname, Scott, is Swell. Not That's not her given like it. name.
0: It's annoying. Un- un- unanswerable. Brian
1: sense. calls her swell many times in the movie.
0: Yeah, Brian's a moron.
1: Did the, speaking of Brian,
0: <laughs> unanswerable, do you think the relationship between Sue Ellen and Brian lasted at all
1: beyond the summer?
0: Beyond the end of the movie? Or do you think uh, it was beyond a summer the flame? End of the
1: movie, yes. Beyond okay. like a year or two later, probably not. They just seem like Being totally a, because different. Because he's kind he, of an idiot.
0: <laughs> he's a doofus. He works at the fucking clown dog. She's got all these Fashionista type friends. It's like a prep dating a nerd, is what it seemed like to me.
1: Yeah, to yeah. Um, she clearly, she's gonna she's gonna go to Vassar. He's not gonna follow her there.
0: Right. Probably my best unanswerable question: Why didn't Sue Ellen just keep working at GAW? She didn't break the law. She she didn't have to be fired. Rose was getting all the. She had seven meetings the next week. Sue Ellen has graduated from high school. Why didn't she just keep working at G.A.W.? You don't have to go to college. Keep your job.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think at the time, the idea of a gap year or not going to college was more controversial. So that's probably why she was going to college. And they just needed a way to wrap it up. It's the end of their.
0: But list. again, this o- this keeps the door open for the sequel, which everyone should have been thinking about back in 1991. Um, all right. Oh, and then the
1: sequel a bit. <laughs>
0: She keeps working there. There's more, you know, David Duchovny gets a bigger role. Suddenly he's an X-Files star. It's 1994. Shit's happening. Um, And then we already kind of touched on this, but this is easily my favorite. I, I guess my favorite one. How fucking long was the mom's trip to Australia? Like a lot of stuff happened in whatever that amount of time was. It seemed like it was only about two or three weeks. But like she just went for the whole summer by herself. What mother does that? Yeah, her, it's a single her travel
1: situation. plans, I need some time off. Like, I mean, well, if you're going to Australia, you don't go for a, a week. No, you
0: go for a couple of weeks, I get it. But the impression is that it was the whole summer.
1: Yeah, so this was two it was most of the summer. I don't know. I, there's a lot of like holes in her traveling there, by there, herself there and having her lot. children with That's a 90-year-old okay. woman. <laughs> exactly. What um, do you have for unanswerable? My unanswer- unanswerable questions... How did the uh, the mortician guys get the cash? They just search her pockets before they.
0: I mean, put her they, in the. They buried the body, so clearly they went through the whole morgue process. So yeah, I guess they searched her pocket and found pockets and found the money.
1: And then my biggest question is, why did the drag queen steal the car? <laughs> like why? Not not only why did they steal car. the car, but yeah, but why? What? Why were why were there drag queens in the movie at all? Like, is it just it's just a visual gag? Like, it makes no sense. They they come, they steal the car. They, I think they say, "Oh, it's drag queens." Is that just it, like, a joke in '91? I don't know. Like, why? You know, <laughs> it's I just never, a weird like out of left field. It's like if it's an alien total... came in and like made waffles for them and then left for some reason.
0: <laughs> it is a total non sequitur. I'm not could, implying yeah. that
1: drag queens are aliens. It's just it's just a weird sort of non. Yeah, wh- why
0: wasn't know? it just just three? You know, two thugs. Somebody stole the cars. <laughs> that stole the car. You know, I mean, it's
1: funnier that it's drag queens, I guess, that stole their car because it's a classic. Maybe that's it. They have good taste.
0: That is true. I never. I I bet it's one of those situations where there was another scene that may have explained that better. That's what they I was wondering. Cut. Like, there's got the to be more to
1: it. Like, how did how did this this happen? And then there's that's no explanation point. one side yeah. or the other.
0: I don't know. That's a good, that is so, a good answer So maybe that's
1: question. an answerable question, just unanswerable to us.
0: Well, therefore unanswerable because we are the ones doing this. Okay. On that note, what piece of memorabilia would you take from this movie? I have two. My first one is that car, the classic car, Ooh. the old Betty's car. I have a second one. Oh, I didn't one, realize you, this was a have?
1: piece of memor- memorabilia that we were supposed to take. Well, that you, if that you that could have...
0: Oh. Not that we would take like the drag I, I,
1: beats did. I, I didn't think of it that way. Oh, okay. Um, something I definitely would not take was the horrible 90s fashion as we talked about. Oh, God, about. no. Like,
0: yeah, no. For sure, yeah. Uh, the giant
1: lollipop that her friend licks as the. Uh, <laughs> as she's as the, bouncing
0: uh, down the stage across the pool. Oh, so we never
1: <laughs> talked about this before. This is either a knit or an unanswerable question. Yeah. Why are all the uniforms not? There's no school uniform in the in the fashion show. There's like a there's a so, scout. There's a, a res- yeah. like some weird slutty nurse costume.
0: Yeah, there's like um, um, <clears throat> uh, what do you call? Them? I think Slight there's attendants. a clown dog
1: thing basically before I Brian think, shows up.
0: So here's here's the thing. I, I I don't play in the fashion world, Todd. I don't think you do either.
1: Not not I, much. But
0: I I've seen runway shows or. A lot of that stuff is outrageous and not sensible at all. I think that's the idea. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's she's the, just putting a the, color the, the runway color stuff, and
1: together. then there's the ready-to-wear. But again, they're they're making uniforms, and they only talk about school uniforms throughout the whole thing. Yet they yes. show no school uniforms in the fashion show. That makes no sense to me.
0: <laughs> correct. That is correct. Yeah, I don't know.
1: They sh- they should that's have at point. least one. Like they could have easily had four different versions of what a school uniform could look like. This one's funky. Yeah. This one's preppy. This one's whatever. But instead yeah. they do slutty nurse. I think there's like a, I can't remember what the other ones were. Baseball player reception or uh, like. Yeah, doctor. there were
0: athletes. One one of them was dressed like a court jester. It seemed like. To me. <laughs> like I, and by the way, by the way, she has what? Five friends and multiple runway walks are like two or three friends at a time how how fast are they doing costume changes in the back like they walk across the pool they circle back and change
1: Aren't in they 45 all different people, seconds
0: though? Uh, i don't think so but the point is there's I, I only five were friends. All different people there's only five friends and there's at least eight or ten people that cross that runway so whatever again a small a small issue one of so them aside from tyra banks aside from uh, I think that's bullshit. I don't know. I don't know. I'd love to know what character she was. She's smizing. She was not one of the friends. I promise you. There was one African-American friend and it was not Tyra Banks. So that's bullshit. No,
1: they they do have that person listed as well. Exactly.
0: So I, I call bullshit on that. Um, but aside from the classic car for a piece of memorabilia I would take, I take the QED report. I love oh, yeah. fucking giant bound, freshly printed paper like that. Like on that, whatever that paper's called, where you have like the purple ink. I love to have a fucking QE.
1: Mimeograph?
0: One. Yeah, there you go. That'd be amazing. If you can find that for sale on eBay or something, hit me up. Let me know. Okay, Todd. Best quotes. I've got a handful.
1: Which oh, is. Oh, Tyler Banks was <clears throat> listed as uh, part of the remake of Don't Tell Mom.
0: Oh, okay. Well, there you go. So she's not in the movie, which I knew. Because. She wouldn't have been. By the way, she would have only been like, well, I don't know how Tyra Banks is. I'm guessing she would have been like a, a little bit younger. probably
1: about the same age as. Uh,
0: probably a little younger, though. Maybe 14 Christina or 15 Applegate. at this point in time. I think she's like your age. So I think she's a few years younger. So it wouldn't, it wouldn't have made sense for her to be one of her friends anyway. All right. It's beside the point. It does not Stop. look like she
1: was actually in the movie. I, 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 no, I, she's, oh. she's 50. So she's two years younger than Christina Applegate.
0: So. Okay. There you go. So it could have worked, but 100%. She was on the movie. I knew that the whole time. All
1: right, best quotes. I've got a lot. <laughs> so a lot many.
0: um I'll do f- I'll do three or four, and then you can do yours, and then I'll finish mine up. Um, okay.
1: Well, I have like 20. So.
0: Oh Jesus! All right. Well, I'll do five. We'll do five back and forth until we're both okay. run out. um When the mom is leaving, and Kenny refuses to say goodbye to her, he goes. Bye, or no? When Kenny's in the back of the truck and he's leaving, and his mom's like, "I'm I'm gonna be gone to Australia for two months." He's like, "Bye, mom. Have a blast. Rock and roll." <laughs> <laughs> Just a classic, a classic Kenny line from the flick that I really enjoy. Um, one of my all-time favorites, and one that I have quoted for many years, is, and this is again when the babysitter's still alive. He's sitting in the car, and uh, whatever the, what's the middle? Uh, Zach is sitting with Cynthia, and says, "Cynthia." You're my moon goddess. I'm a moon goddess. Yeah, I have classic that line. line. That. I'm sure you <laughs> have that. That's definitely one.
1: a classic line.
0: <laughs> um, <clears throat> I have probably my favorite line is when Carolyn's first seen, after she tells Sue L to go down the floor how to find the personnel office. He says she says there's a great big sign that says personnel. Personnel. The You're way supposed she to says go down.
1: That, to personnel personnel which <laughs> is on
0: the fourth yeah it's a fucking classic classic one and then i know you'll have God, this as such well bitch <laughs> so i'll stop here after i say this one but the dishes are done man when they're fucking yeah shooting, i definitely had that one pulling the uh doing the skeet shooting with the dishes <clears> off the top of the roof okay i've got more but go ahead you do a few
1: um swellin says i think to kenny so i didn't write down the context of these cooperate i'll make your summer a living hell this is yeah. earlier in the in the film Yep um, Also she says this place is a crock We're not going to make it two months Or maybe Kenny says that I'm not actually sure who says that one
0: This place is a crock like, it, It's one of the two I don't remember who, that,
1: who said that You're right And then I think Kenny says this Shit you're going to drown Choke <laughs> Makes yeah. the choke motion Yeah neck. that's good Choke ha! And then Yeah that's definitely And good. then uh, Kenny says to Walter, don't you ever go outside? And Walter says, nah, <laughs> no TV.
0: <laughs> no TV. I almost wrote that down. I'm glad you did. That is a classic classic Walter line. As he's sitting on the couch, a place that he never leaves. I never also
1: had uh, dishes are done, man. You're supposed to go down to personnel. <laughs> I love of course, she says that. And personnel. Cynthia, you're my moon goddess.
0: Yeah, you can't not have those. Okay, I have five more. Um, I don't remember. I mean, that's not true. This was not one of my classic lines from the first several watchings, but after I watched it, I was like, oh, that was pretty good. Rose saying to Sue Ellen, have you ever had a 48-hour orgasm? And she says, no, I've never been to Santa Barbara. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just, just kind of a funny back and forth when she's talking about her, her yeah, that was lia- good. liaisons with Gus.
1: That made me a little uncomfortable with watching with my daughter, but.
0: I could imagine. I didn't think about that. Um When, uh, Walter first has set up the, uh, the home entertainment system and it's playing like that, ah, heavenly music. And he just looks up at it and he goes, awesome.
1: I remember saying that for
0: years, (laughs) I would quote that. And only I knew what the hell I was talking about, but that's one of my favorite ones. Um, I I mentioned earlier the scene between Kenny and Sue Ellen talking about like adult stuff. And when Kenny says, I went ahead and I fed the kids. I worked all day on that casserole. <laughs> like he was so upset with her for not coming home in time to eat the casserole. It's just such a – it reminds me of the Seinfeld episode where Kramer, where uh, Jerry gets home late and Kramer's made dinner. Or no, oh, yeah. Je- I'm sorry. Kramer gets home late and Jerry had made dinner. He's like, well, it's cold now. I don't know. it's just classic. Um, two more. I never asked you to whisk whisk the couch. Well, it needed it when he whisking <laughs> whisking the couch. And then uh, – Although I hate all these characters, it is a classic line. When uh, Carolyn and the David Duchovny character pull up at the fashion show towards the end. Oh, yeah. I wrote this one they down, say to, too. They say to park the car, he goes, park it yourself, Metallica breath.
1: Just another <laughs> classic one.
0: Okay, that's all I got for quotes.
1: Uh, so Kenny says this to Ellen, you're a career woman now. We can afford to be hospitable. That was classic. Because he
0: and his friends are eating all the food. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, Rose also in that same scene says, Every girl over twenty five should have a cucumber in their house, which I think is a masturbation <laughs> reference. It's very No, it's for to me.
0: No, it's for the eyes because later I know,
1: but she she says the the eyes part, but it's for okay. other stuff. Yeah. It
0: could be. It could be.
1: Um I have the Park of Yourself Metallic Breath. Kenny also like when he gets dressed up, it's Kenneth. Yeah. When he it's gets his, after he gets his hair cut. Yeah. And then uh at the end <clears throat> when Carolyn and David Duchovny are coming to uh Rose to to rat out Sue Ellen. She Rose says to her, "What is it, Carolyn? Something?" <laughs> just like you're always bringing me shit. That's that's the best line that Rose has for sure.
0: Yeah, that is a pretty classic. Yeah, Rose has some good lines. I don't. What, what's that? Uh, what's that actress's name? Joanna, Joanna Cassidy. Cassidy. She does. She she plays that part very well. I think. Again, she's overacting in multiple occasions, but. She does have some good lines in her interaction yeah. with us. Her yeah. Interaction with
1: no, I enjoy, I enjoy her role. Again. Yeah, for sure. You can't You can't take any of them too, you can't be too no, critical of their acting. It's a comedy. Actually, on that front, I feel like uh, Christina Applegate plays it pretty well throughout the movie.
0: Yeah. It's a great performance. It doesn't, That's it doesn't why really apex. feel
1: like she's overacting. No. To me, anyway. No. Again, sliding scale here, but.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um. Okay Todd Who won the movie
1: I mean it's gotta be Suellen Right Swell She won the movie She's the star of it She comes out the best She uh, steals all the company's money And then basically gets her friends to work for free To uh, pay it off That's true They get a new <laughs> hi-fi entertainment system with a I was gonna say by TV. the way
0: she She only worked there long enough to get what One and a half paychecks Do we know if she ever paid back all the petty cash that she took? If no, her, if she her career wrote receipts.
1: Ended? She didn't pay it back. She just expensed all the stuff that they did.
0: Yeah, I suppose.
1: <clears throat> she paid the ice sculptor. She paid the painters.
0: Yeah, no, I know. When they when they were looking through the petty the, cash. The caterer. <laughs> but like, did she put the receipt for the entertainment system in there? And Was that signed off by Rose? No. Oh, she.
1: she the money she spent on the entertainment system, she used to pay for. She didn't pay those people anything. She said, we have to do this to make up the money that we spent on other shit. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. Yeah. I mean, I, I initially put, and we talked about this, we texted about this earlier today. I initially put for who won the movie, nobody, um, because this didn't exactly like launch any careers or whatever, but yeah, I mean, if you have, if, if there has to be a winner for the movie, it's definitely Christine Applegate. No one else, no one else was harmed. During the making of this film, well, except unfortunately for the the young act Christopher Pettiet, who was apparently starting his drug use during the making of this film, but um, but yeah, you know it didn't hurt anybody. Obviously, David Duchovny went on to great things, but he had a tiny yeah, but role I don't think this, this helped him much. No, it did, I, no I would say uh, <clears> probably slowed <throat> him down, put him back. Josh
1: game. Charles, like he had some success. He was on like Sports Night and stuff after this. Yeah, might have helped him some, but. I feel like, I think Christina Applegate won the movie, it, it just in her role in the movie. But also, I think it just—if everyone was thinking of her as the married with children character, this showed she could play other It changed other their character. perspective. She wasn't. She that's wasn't fair. just that. Because that's sh- that show was so like lowbrow and kind of gross. Yes. It was very <laughs> like,
0: polarizing. I remember not liking Married with Children because I thought I like I shouldn't be watching this.
1: I just remember try like watching it. Al always putting his hand down his pants. Like it just, I was like, "Does the is, opening credits?" Yeah, did not enjoy it.
0: <clears throat> It'd be interesting to go back and watch some episodes. And see. I mean, I'm sure they don't hold up in a lot of different ways. Yeah, just to I, see how I, I'd, I'd misogynistic it was.
1: So. I, I'm sure it doesn't. It's not. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't I'm hold sure. up well by today's yeah. standards, or even that, that day's standards.
0: I don't think that it does, or I don't think that it would, but. Just would be interesting to go back and watch that. Okay, so we'll we'll agree. Applegate won the movie. She was definitely the the star of the show. Um okay. Anything else that we didn't hit? Any other facts, figures?
1: Um
0: any other math problems we need to solve? So.
1: Dishes are done, man. Yeah, Dishes that was done, that was the first man. thing I noticed when she <laughs> she said she was 37 or whatever in the early in the movie, and I was like I also no rewatched that bouncing scene, and it was not the actor that I thought it was behind it. Looking at it on YouTube, he just kind of oh, looked okay. like somebody. Okay, good. So I don't That's think he's a say, famous person.
0: That would be very unusual if someone was literally a background actor and went on to become someone. It, is, know, it is
1: the person who uh, asks them to stop. But I thought yeah. it was.
0: I figured it must have been
1: somebody famous, but it's not. Or so it doesn't do think,
0: look like it to me. Do you think that that uh, whatever that song was? This is the best thing that has ever happened to me. Do you think that's a? Me. Do you think that's a a highlight of the film or <clears throat> a detriment? I, I mean,
1: I said it's the most rewatchable scene.
0: You did. I don't know how you could possibly say that, but <laughs> you did say it. You said it out loud. So I guess we have to believe you. Um,
1: I'll see okay. if that song is uh, on the soundtrack.
0: I'm sure it is. I but watched those I don't know credits what it's too. Called. But the best thing. perfect
1: world maybe
0: uh, uh, possible maybe i don't know soundtrack
1: uh here we go mm, no i don't think it's that
0: what she don't oh, know okay.
1: it's the best thing the by best boom thing crash, boom opera. crash
0: opera yeah we found that at the same time so shout out to the boom crash opera i feel like i've heard of that group but maybe i haven't i don't know um
1: uh, I, that name does not strike a bell for me. Yeah.
0: Possibly possibly not. Um but anyway. All right. Thanks for listening. Uh this pod was sponsored by Todd's Diet Cokes and my Diet Mountain Dew. So we appreciate that. I sponsor. forgot I had the
1: second one. I didn't I didn't drink the second one.
0: Did you did you truly though already open it?
1: Oh yeah, it's open. I'll have to drink it now.
0: Are you gonna pound it before you nothing like having a second Diet Coke <laughs> ten minutes before you go to sleep at midnight. Um, great plan there, do not recommend um, so yeah, this was uh, yeah, this one went much better than the Temple of Doom one, it's good to have the research makes it a lot easier makes it more entertaining, hopefully for the people let us know though if you thought this was more entertaining, shoot us an email gmail.com, slide into our DMs, Todd's listening to the, uh, what's the name of the song? I already forgot it.
1: Boom Crash Opera. Boom Crash Opera
0: the best thing I I could already.
1: Uh, they're from Australia, by the way.
0: Oh. It probably uh got picked up for the soundtrack after Suelle's mom went there on her 3-month vacation.
1: Yes. Yeah, she she, she anyway. like, I found this great song to play over here You guys got to put this in the, the flick. It's
0: going to be amazing. Anyway, um so yeah, let us know if you've got some other movies that you remember from your days in the mid-80s to mid-90s watching HBO in your house. By the way, you don't need to suggest them. Todd and I have plenty in our minds. Um, But, yeah, we'd love to do this again. This was fun. So, again, shoot us an email if you have those. Network at gmail.com. Slide into our DMs on X or Instagram, the underscore bro underscore pod. You can let us know the same thing. And just let us know if you uh, enjoyed this. If you did, we will do this again. We can't do it every week because it is quite a bit of work. But uh, I would gladly do these once a month or so because they are fun. And it's fun to go back and watch some of these movies that we remember from our childhood. So we'll uh, definitely be in the business of doing that again. They so They could be more
1: recent movies, too.
0: Or they could be more recent. Yeah, I mean, who knows? There's literally tens of There's thousands a world of movies. of
1: possibilities. General. Yes,
0: it's a world of possibilities. That's exactly right. Um, so yeah, join us next week. We'll be probably closing in on some sort of Christmas spectacular. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Todd and I have not talked about that. I'm just throwing that out for the first time. So we'll see what happens there. Um, but anyway, uh, we thank you, as always, for listening. This has been the Rewatchables with the BroPod, with Scott and Todd. The Don't Tell I'm On The Babysitter's Dead edition. So thank you to the makers of that film. We appreciate it. it. gave us some great content this week. So we thank you, as always, for listening. And until next week, everybody. Peace! <laughs>